Welcome to track number nine of Victory in Laodicea. Before now, they've come and we are not looking for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for a wonderful opportunity to be here. We ask you to guide us and lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Is it a good plan that we are here? Yeah. All right. Now, I want to... Um, how many are seeing? Anointing your eyes so you can see. I serve. Catch the revelation. What is revealed. Amen. Amen. Mm. I see you rising. Amen. Shining. Amen. And doing great things for God. Amen. And um, how many are catching the revelation of rising to be a teacher? Rising to be a shepherd? Rising to go somewhere? teach somewhere. I mean, we are blessed to be here. Because most of us, you are very uncharacteristic of most, uh, let me just use for want of a better expression, immigrant churches. But most of you are not landed, neither do you have what? PRs. You are all citizens. Hey. Many other places when you go, this one is called Ajekum. Something, but it has not his name. Or his real name in the church is Kwame Ofori. But he's known officially in the nation as Ajekum. Francis. <laughs> and so for most of such people, it's very complex and difficult for them, you know, to be free. So they're always looking over their shoulders. Is somebody coming after me? Are you listening to me? So you are really blessed. And perhaps, I, I don't think, I won't say even perhaps, that God has brought you into this nation for a reason. And how many are seeing the reason for which you've been brought here? Or you thought you were brought here to, be, to get citizenship, become a Canadian before you go to heaven. So that when you go to heaven and you are calling Canadians, you join the line. Now, most of you are not originally from here. You are from Africa. Or your parents are from Africa. Or your parents' parents are from Africa. Or your parents' parents' parents are from Africa. Am I right or wrong? We are trusting God that we will be able to break into the actual citizens, original, the originals of the, of the country. Do you understand it? But it will take an anointing. It will take a grace. And I pray that you will see the grace under which you are laboring. And tap into the grace by which we are all here. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Amen. So if you are catching the revelation of becoming, um, becoming a shepherd or becoming somebody to teach... I want to show you how you can be a good shepherd. Yes. Some of you are not clapping, so I don't know what it means. It's okay, no problem. If your clapping was louder than your neighbors, 
you will be a better shepherd than your neighbor. Okay, it's okay now. It's okay now. Are you there still? And so I believe that it is going to be a great blessing as we go through some of these wonderful 35 keys to becoming a good shepherd. Yes. Because several of us are going to take up that mantle. And did you know that a prophetic word was dropped into this house just before the end of the session? What prophetic word was that? No. No. Pardon? No. No. There was a prophetic word. When it was spoken, I said, Hey, it has been bubbling in my own heart for many, many, many months now. No. Invest in the young people. You caught it, right? Yeah. You are, is that, the word was like, you are wasting time on the older folks. Do you understand? Invest in the young people. Spend your efforts to reach the young. Don't bother about how much money they can give. And that maybe when it's pastor's birthday, they may not be able to give nice <laughs> pastor's birthday gifts. Do you understand? But it is the key to the future of this church. Amen. It is the key. It is the key. Hello. It is the key. And I believe that it wasn't just spoken. Just, and that's why most of us didn't catch it. It was not said like a point. That's why I said it's a prophetic word. A guidance by the spirit. To let you know what you are supposed to do. Which direction you are supposed to go. Do you get it? When you read numbers, you would notice how the number 20 recurs in the book of numbers right from the chapter 1. Along the line somewhere, God said that, actually Moses was speaking and he said, God slaughtered all the people who were more than 20 years who came out of Egypt. He killed all of them. (laughs) He killed all. He didn't leave any. All the men who came out of Egypt from the age of 20 and upwards. He killed all. He made them, he cleared them. He made them circulate in the wilderness for 40 years till all of them were finished. Then after that he said, let's go. You shall not be excluded from such a category in the name of Jesus. So either you are young or you become converted to become as a young person. You are not likely to enter into the next phase of this ministry. Are you there still? He says in Numbers 32 and you read from verse 6. 
And Moses said unto the children of Israel, children of God and to the children of Reuben, are you in the house still or you've gone? He said, shall your brethren go to war and, and shall ye sit here? And wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord had given them. Thus did your fathers when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they, were, they went up unto the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land which the Lord had given them. So don't discourage us from going into the place that God has given to us. And the Lord's anger was kindled the same time, and he swear, saying, verse 11, Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. Save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzites, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. All the men. So your safety was that you won't be 20 years when they came out of Egypt. Now what does this tell us? Even Bishop at the earlier session told us that um, ready at 20 to go for war. From 20 years and upward they were were made to go to war. That means that from 20 a person can do great things. But this one also shows us that Perhaps in God's mind, he recognizes that when people are more than 20, it's difficult to change them. How old were you when you joined the church? How old were you? 29. How old were you? You don't remember. How old were you? <laughs> how old were you? How, Nadia, how old were you? 16. How old are you now, if I may ask, and if we are allowed to know? 45. You are 16. You are now? 45. How many years is that? Twenty nine years. Is she a good member of the church or not? Look, the people who are here who are 27, 20, they are like the odd ones. A lot of people who are at the base of this church and who have helped to build it to a certain level, most of them were less than 20. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 22, 25. 23, you are 23 years old. Around 20. Because people who sometimes you are trying to reach, who are 43, who are 39, 
who are 35, who are 48, who are 57, who have cars already, jobs already, children already, established already. They have mortgages and houses. Most of them eh, cannot change. And even when you get born again, beyond the age of 25, and you come to meet the Lord, you, you see how you struggle to do Bible study, to do Bible memorization. Do you get it? I mean, even the simple things of Christianity, they, are, they seem to be a little bit more difficult for older people who get to know the Lord later. After 30, when they come to know the Lord, fasting is almost impossible. Because he has eaten now, so from 30, he's not going to start fasting. Hey! <laughs> it's not easy for them. That's why the scripture that it is good for a man that he bears the yoke in his youth is a very important thing. Because it is youth that can bear yoke, that can make certain sacrifices, that can go certain distances. It is youth. And that's why not to have a large section of this church being less than 20 or 25, we have made a mistake. Yep. A tactical error in our ministry life yep. in Canada. Yep. And it is changing now. Amen. It's changing now. Now what will happen is that when young people come, they are full of zeal. They are full of energy. And Paul said, my heart desire and prayer for Israel is that they will be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So many times, young people, when they come to know the Lord, you may easily ascribe this verse to them that they are zeal without knowledge. They are zealous, but they don't know a lot of things. You see, that is trying to close up your spirit into a new move of God. Don't look at them that way. They may dance, they may shout, they may, but you have to learn to embrace, open your heart to embrace it because where God is taking us, the prophetic word has come and it is that we need to concentrate and our forces a little bit more on our younger people. We should break into universities. It is younger people less than 20 who will lend themselves to the gospel. They are at a make or break point. And pornography is taking them. Homosexuality is taking them. Drug abuse is taking them. Alcoholism is catching them. And they say catch them young. If somebody can take alcohol at the age of 19, 16, 17, have sex at the age of 14, 13, 12, Commit abortion by 14. Have seven girlfriends by 12. Then I want you to understand that <laughs> these people can embrace the gospel. And they are, hum- they are more humble. They are more easily convinced. Even if he doesn't understand what is going on, he is more likely to catch on with it within a short time. But when your forces are all on people who are working, who work at HSBC, Bank of Canada, 
Bank of、uh, Nova Scotia,、uh, Montreal, Bank of Montreal, Bank of、uh, Calgary, and so on. Look, it's effort you are putting in, but I will say that the prophetic word that has come is giving us a guidance that will cause us to break out and break forth, even in church. Telling you. Telling you. So let's embrace it、Amen. and let's work on it.、Amen. Take it seriously. Are there universities we can break into? No, no, mention their names. As we mention their names,、Amen. the gates are opened.、Amen. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in.、Amen. Who is this King of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord is going to enter into the gates with his saints. He's going to take over those territories. We are going to push drug addiction to the back, homosexuality to the back, lesbianism to the back, alcoholism to the back, immorality to the back. And the gospel and the kingdom of God shall prevail against the gates of hell. Do you believe it? Then your amen should have been louder than this one. I believe it. What is happening in Ghana and now is spreading like wildfire in all the, in many campuses in and around the globe with the first love church? It's a movement. Yes. The Archbishop. Duncan Williams was on stage at the Good Friday and he looked at the crowd and he looked at the people, the setup and everything. And he said, I was sitting by him before he went to, to speak. He, he said to me, It's a movement. It's not a denomination. It's not a church. It's a movement. And it's a movement. It's a movement. We need to embrace it. We need to embrace it.、Amen. Long before drug addiction can capture someone,、mm. the gospel must have entered his heart.、Amen. There are children today who have not heard the name Jesus before.、Amen. Only Jesus, the closest is Jesus. Yeah. Nobody has told them about Christ. They don't know the story of the cross, they don't know it. I don't know if you have some here, but there are a lot of children, even in Ghana now. We used to think that everybody is a Christian or has heard about Christ, but now there are children growing up who don't know about Christ. They don't know about God. They don't know about the Bible. And God is like a far fetched ideology which is outmoded and out of fashion. It's not for our, our time. So, as a church, We need to condescend to men of low estate, which includes the young people.、Yeah. They don't have money, but they have a heart. Yes, they, they have a heart that is soft, a heart that can be malleable,、yeah. bendable,、yeah. yielding.、Amen. Are you listening to me?、Yes. I tell you that's a very powerful prophetic word that came. I was just here when I heard it, I moved from here and I came here. I, I, I was, my, something was stirred, was stirred up in my spirit. And I'm saying it to those of us who are older. 
that when young people come in, you, you can easily feel uncomfortable because they are they sometimes they are noisier. They even have more mistakes. They make more mistakes than even you have ever made in your life. So it's easy to just sideline them and say, look, they should clear from here. But as they are dancing, you see them going to fornicate just now. Because the problems of the youth, eh, they are like the ones you used to have when you were also a youth, times 25. Those of you who are here, even when we are singing some of these songs that Ida is singing, you, 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 you get uncomfortable because you remember how... Some guy broke your virginity with one of these cool numbers. So when they play that song, you remember that day. And then you just go numb. Then, then so you shake your head and say, Hey, come back to normal. Because you are, you are remembering James. Bye-bye, James. Goodbye, James. It's over, James. Hallelujah. No more, James. Is it a good idea? Clap your hands for Jesus. So that's just to, you know, help you to see that there's a perspective to the vision that you are being given. And that is to become, I I was saying that mention the universities. One is what? Let's go to Toronto first because that's where we began. It all began in Toronto. University of Toronto. York University. You see, mention them and start praying over them. And asking God to move over those campuses. Do they have do they have people in, in the in the on campus that people children stay there, the students? They have hostels. U of T. Is the largest in the country. Yeah. They have occultic groups there. Witchcraft groups. How come that we cannot get there? They have LGBT. That's the lesbian, gay, transgender, and queer. Which one is that? They've added one more. Queer. And they are what? Free spirited. Two spirited. They are fluid. They flow here, flow there. They can be male today, tomorrow female, and change back to male, and change back to female, and change back to male. So they are just confused. You see, all these things are showing us that the end is nearer. Because Jesus said, evil will abound. Yes, evil will abound. And now the type of evil, because of internet, evil, at first, you see, even to see pornography is like, you must be some type of person, some wild girl. It's not just a normal girl who has a boyfriend, but a wild girl. It's like a girl and a boy who is very bad, who can see pornography, even that one magazine, not even movie. But now, one day, a certain brother whose father had a church in Maryland, 
He said they were in church after church, announcement time, something, something. No, before they realized, pornography video was playing on the screen. The guy who is doing the uh, the projection, no, he's as they are doing. It's like they finish the service of they are doing. It's like the service is rounding up. He's not knowing that either doing the preaching or whatever. No, idea. He's watching pornography. So you can. So unfortunately for him, he was switching between screens and then going to pick the announcement and then his hand pressed something and then it was the pornography video that came. So in the church, oh, that's why you people who are at the back, you have to watch out. Right in the church, you see them, they are on the internet, and then they have gone, they are somewhere crying. It was so embarrassing for the entire church. Yeah, he's been exposed, but it's also some way for the church. It's like the person who is real, who is projecting scriptures, is also projecting pornography. <laughs> it's fantastic. Beautiful. University of U of T, yes. York, Bryson, Ryzen, Ryerson. The gates are broken. The doors are open. The ministry is getting into those areas. There will be. First love churches in all these campuses. Mark my words. Mark my words. And you see that the large church, 2000, 22, 21, 2019, 18, 17, playing instruments. You see how it's difficult to get very nice instrumentalists? I mean, yes, those who are playing, they are doing well, but. Look, there are nicer instrumentalists than these grown-ups. Where's Oti? Look at Oti. Oti, how old are you, please? 45. A 45-year-old man is now playing your bass. I mean, even you can see that the scale, no, it has, it has reached a certain caked level. It's frozen. Since he left U.S., is it what U.S.T. he went to? Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. That's where he acquired. Is that not where you acquired the, the, the skill? Yeah. Of base. Since he left and came here and played one-to-one-two in New York, small B, and then came here. No? It's frozen. You see, because even skillful play is also drawn from a certain... Mean, you see... It's like youthfulness and adventure. They are making new songs. They are trying to do a concert. They are doing that. It's not easy to do a concert to all these just, uh, 65 people. It's like when 65 people gather and there's a concert, it's like, yeah, it's powerful, but you don't need to be so skillful to impress them. That's You say they will be happy. They will be clapping. Hey! They don't need much. 
<laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. yeah. But young people, oh, by 16, 17, they start playing bass. They will, they will outstrip. You will retire him. He will be like old man. When, he, when the service that he goes to, you will not be happy because, like, oh, where is, where is, <laughs> where is Brian? Why, why is O.T. going back to pick the baby? Where is Brian? Where is Brian? Where is Brian? Where is Brian? But where O.T. picks it, you can see that, oh, it's not, it's working, but it's not working. But that's what we can get. And if I ask those of you who are here to start learning instruments, you can't easily play. It will take you, you, you can't even learn it. It's just like a new language. Your children will pick up French, pick up German, pick up different Spanish. Very easy. They'll be rattling. The grown-ups. Hey! Conjugation of to go. Allez. Up till now, you still mix up. Je suis. Tu es. Il est. Elle, il. Eh? You are forgotten. You got something. You are forgotten. <laughs> hey! Yes. Even just the conjugation of Ale to go. She hasn't reached even Nusom. She has forgotten ill. 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 She has forgotten. Ill. 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 Oh. In French, just present tense, not <laughs> complex ones. Hey, we forgot. This year we are struggling. <laughs> but you get your children. Oh, they will be speaking without conjugation, but everything will be perfect. You are still struggling to conjugate. Yeah. Is it le table or la table or <laughs> you don't even know what whether it's le or la? Hey, that's where the confusion is. So if they are grown up, the le and la will confuse you. You will not be happy with the language. It's like is the chair a female or is a male? Is the is the is the book a, a female or a male? Is the iPad a female or a male? You see that you are confused. But the children they will catch it very fast. The same with instruments, played very easily. Let me get into my message before you, 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 you take me off. So, universities, list them and speak over them. How about, um, what else, what other universities are there? UIT. UIT, which is what? Just mention it. Of Ontario, IT, McMaster, York, Western Ontario. What about Vancouver. UBC is what? British Columbia. Samuel Fraser University. British Columbia Institute of Technology. Huh? What? Huh? Quantling. Quantling. Wow, Quantling. The gates are broken. You shall enter in there. You shall possess them. 
in Jesus' name. Yes. Fraser Valley University. University of Victoria. Columbia University. How about Calgary? University of Calgary. Yes. Mount Royal. Bow Valley. What? Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. Yes. University of Alberta. North Alberta University. University of Lethbridge. Yes. There are more. We are breaking into all these campuses. Father, we use all these names we have mentioned as a symbolic, prophetic token to enter into every university campus in Canada in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Break through and enter it in Jesus' name. Wow. Okay, so now. Beautiful. 35 keys to becoming a good shepherd. John 10, 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Okay? So number one, become a good shepherd by following all the examples set by the good shepherd himself, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. You must learn directly from Jesus if you are going to be. He has set the example. Yes. And what did he say? He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. John 10, 11. The good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And know my sheep. And I am known of mine. John 10, 14. So you see that Jesus is referring to himself as, I am the good shepherd. If you are going to be a good shepherd, you must make Jesus your focus. Do you see? A good shepherd is not somebody who has a title. Look, at this camp, disabuse your mind of titles, positions, hierarchy, uh, hierarchical order. Who is first, who is second, who is third, who is fourth. If you have that at the forefront of your, your, your mind, you will never do well. You never do well. Because for you, the work is the title. Since you've got the title, you finished. And there are a lot of poor shepherds. Bad shepherds. Because they, their, their mind is the title that they've got. But yours should not be like that. I say yours shouldn't be like that. Jesus said the Pharisees, they like to walk in high places and to be called Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi. When you are moving, say, Rabbi. Then you say, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. No, it's not about titles here. Jesus is was not about titles. Follow him as a great good example. Number two, become a good shepherd by preaching, teaching, and healing. Mm. Matthew nine thirty five. Learning from the good shepherd. One of the the second manager. You write one of the signs of this loyalty is somebody who doesn't write. 
when we are preaching. And your notes are on your phone. Hey, I hope when you get a WhatsApp, you won't respond to it. And that's why you don't want to take the phone. <laughs> he has been he's been honest. Yes. Okay, you when you see, don't look, okay. Because you need to write the notes. Actually, I'm preaching from um, Out of Shepherding, so chapter something, one of the chapters. So if, if you have it, you can also open to it. Chapter 27. Yes. In Matthew 9.35, it says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. That's the good shepherd. He, was, he went about teaching, preaching, and healing. When I was directing you to the evangelist, do you get it? I wasn't just giving you an assignment that is difficult to do. I was ushering you into your own ability to preach, to teach, and to heal. Because that mantle is in the house. Your father is a great evangelist. He's an anointed evangelist. And, and the grace and the mantle he carries, they are yours also. They are yours also. They are yours also. They are yours also. It's not only about preaching and teaching. It's also about healing. Ordinary Christians and shepherds can also pray for people to be healed. They can preach. They can teach. And they can also do healing. As we follow the great shepherd. When you go and visit somebody if you are a shepherd. You are not going to call your pastor and say, Pastor, when I went, the person is not well. I want you to lay hands on it. I want you to pray over the phone so that I put the phone on his ear so that you pray for him. Yes, it's a good idea to do that. But the person who is preaching and who is also teaching also has the ability and the grace to do healing. You shall be the next teacher, preacher, and healing evangelist in Jesus' name. Number three, become a good shepherd by relating to the sheep. Every shepherd, every one of us must learn how to relate with other human beings. Mm. One lady said, I prefer computers to human beings. He said, if you are going to employ me, Please give me computers, but not to manage human beings. Because human beings are complex. Human beings are different. I mean, today he likes this. Tomorrow he doesn't like the same thing he liked only yesterday. Is that not so? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Human beings are complex. That's why there are different fields of study on human life or human behavior. Sociology deals with human behavior as it relates to what? Society. Economics deals with human behavior as it relates to what? His needs, his wants, and, and how to satisfy them. It's very complex. Yes. And then what else? Psychology deals with what? The mental and what? Human behavior. 
and his emotions. Hey, what else? Psychiatry deals with what? The mental health of a human being. It is said that everybody has a certain degree of mental illness. <laughs> Your mind went, went, went good at that time. It's complex. But that complexity, when you are a good shepherd, you learn how to relate with people. You relate with people who are beloveds. You are able to relate with people who don't have beloveds. You are able to relate to people who are about to propose. It's also a complex one. And you are able to relate to people who are proposed and are waiting for answers. <laughs> yes. You are able to relate to people who are, who, are, who are now in a relationship. How do they conduct themselves? How to counsel them when they have issues? How to relate with them? Yes. You learn it. It's all part of the good shepherd's work. Yes. You relate with people who have been bounced. They proposed and then it didn't work. Or they are in a relationship that didn't work. Broken relationships. Broken hearts. People who are always crying. You can't say that. Me, me, I don't like people who cry. Ah. That guy, that girl is coming, is coming to cry on me. Me, I don't like those type of things. Hey, let me pass somewhere. A lot of you are not good shepherds who are supposed to be shepherds. Because you don't like certain problems. And they have made you a shepherd over some people who also have such problems. Bishop often says that. Even look, being a pastor is more challenging and more difficult than being a surgeon. Yeah. It will be easier to open somebody, remove his heart, put another one in, close it, and then let him walk in town. Than it is to, to manage, I mean, you, you. <laughs> you, you people. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. He says, I am the good shepherd. He says, to him the potter openeth. We are looking at verse 3, John chapter 10. All this you find it in John chapter 10. To him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. You will be one of the good shepherds in town. Number four, Become a good shepherd by fighting all who enter the sheepfold as thieves and robbers. Yeah. A good shepherd always is alert knowing that there are people prowling around to take his sheep away. He's always fending off. Yes. He's fending off a good shepherd, to him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. Okay? But this one says that he, 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 he fights off all who enter the sheepfold as thieves and robbers. Yes. 
Hey, we are building a church. People are also coming to town to come and take. Hmm. Have we had members? Have we had members who have been taken by some yeah. other people before? Yeah. yeah. That's why we are always looking through the congregation. Who is here? Who is not here? Who came? Who didn't come? Who is around? Who is not around? Why is he not around? What is the reason? We are calling people who didn't come to church that day. Because you, you, you remove your eyes off your sheep after a few days. Two days, three days. One week, two weeks, three weeks. Before you know it, he's some, a singer in somebody's church. Because there are a lot of prophets moving around town with a towel on their shoulders. Hey! And sometimes see, we, 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 we make the ministry as though there's no power in the ministry. We are just teaching some tech bits. So sometimes people are in the church for some time and they feel that there's no power. So they go somewhere else for power. You meet a prophet who says that, I see something. I don't know why they don't speak normally like everybody else. Because when you speak normally, it's as if it's not powerful. I see something. There is something in the blood. I hear a sound. A sound. There's a sound from heaven. And most people don't pray. So, when, when, because they, they seem to pray or they seem to hear from God or they seem to see God. You get it? Most people don't see in the spirit. So, anybody who comes to say he can see something, you see that those, because you are blind, one-eyed man even can lead you somewhere. But a good shepherd, no. I'm not allowing you to take my sheep. You are not coming for one. Not here. One day, a certain pastor heard that a prophetess was trying to take one of his long-standing members. And, and I knew that member myself because I go to that country, I see her, she's a long-standing member, everything. I don't know what happened. She started going to the place and she was not coming to church. One day, the pastor got up and went for the meeting. It was a weekday service. When he got there, there was his member sitting about the third on the third seat behind the pastor on the, uh, 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 the near the aisle. He went, found a place to locate her, and said, "Oh, <laughs> it's like I want, to, I want to see you. I want to see you." So she she got up and said, "Bring your back." She took her bag. When they got somewhere, he said, look, follow me. You are not coming here again. We are going back to our church. (laughs) He went to take his member from the woman's church. We have cried with you. We have struggled with you. We've counseled you, visited you in the hospital, blessed your, wedding. blessed your wedding, dedicated your children. Hey, you miscarried, we were with you in the miscarriage. You miscarried again, we were with you in the miscarriage. 
We prayed and stabilized the third one. And now after the third, three more have come. We are with you throughout all those things. How come that now is a a new prophetess has come to tell you? You are not going anywhere. You are sitting down. Follow me. Come come, and we are going back to our church. We are going back to our church. I went to the church. I don't know whether a year or some months later. And she was back in church. She was back in church. A good shepherd is always aware that, look, there are predators. Predator prophets. Predator pastors. Look, if you are going to start your church, start your church, but not with my members. You can't come from Nigeria with powerful alliterations and combining English words. You are going to attack your attackers. Bomb your bombers. Pursue your pursuers. And use it to collect my members. No, 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 no. I'm not allowing that. Coming back for my sheep. Some of us, you are not a good shepherd, so you easily let off your sheep. I hear now she goes to all nations. I hear now she goes to word of life. I hear now she has joined Redeem. It's like, almost like sometimes good riddance. Because sometimes some of such members, they are troublesome. It's like she's gone with all her troubles. <laughs> I'm happy that she's even gone. Abba. This guy, she doesn't make us sleep. Every day this, and this brother said this, and this brother said this. Hey, and she's sleeping with this one's beloved, and that one's husband. No, 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 no. This one's a son of perdition. You should go away. (laughs) But a good shepherd. I said a good shepherd. Fights all who enter the sheepfold as thieves and robbers. Start your church. Build your church. Grow your church. Don't come and take my members. What do you think? Hmm. Say amen. He says, Verily I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door, John chapter 10 and verse 1, into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. What it means is that anybody who comes to access my sheep, not through the door. Remember the good shepherd says, I am the door of the sheep. So, Pastor Andy is the door of the sheep in Toronto. What do you call church? Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, say. You have been here for a long time. If you are calling the name of the city, say Toronto. Even me, I say Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Pastor Andy is the door of the sheep. A prophet from Ghana without papers cannot, looking for members, cannot come to you who are a member of our LCI Toronto branch and then you follow the person, you attend his fellowship without your pastor's knowledge. That means that that particular 
if he says he's a shepherd, eh, has accessed my sheep without passing through me. Yeah. Who, is the door? Who is the door? So the Bible says such a person is a what? Please, I didn't write the Bible. Oh. And it's not as though it's a lighthouse who says such things. It's a scripture we are reading. He says, verily I say unto you, verily, verily, even, it's double, double. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Some other way. He can't give you a prophecy. Yes. Those of you who like prophecies. Every day somebody should say something to you personally. It's like you alone. You need a personal word from the personal God to the personal Holy Spirit and a personal prophet. Somebody will blow you one day. They are anointing your hair. They are anointing your neck. They are anointing your 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 skin they are anointing your stomach they are anointing your chest they are anointing they are giving you feet washing feet washing they are washing your feet they are oiling your toes massaging your shin they are they are they are anointing your back Now they are coming to their breasts. Yes. Soon they will anoint your central region. You like this type of... Okay, is there no word? Don't you have a word from God for me? Read your Bible. There are a lot of words for you from the Bible. Yes. But you don't like... The simple gospel of following Christ through the simple teaching of the word of God. You want some who who do your signs and wonders. One day somebody will blow you in the name of anointing your vagina. And he will quote you a scripture that says that broom cannot sweep unless it touches the ground. And because you don't read the Bible, you don't know that it's not a verse in the Bible. So you say, okay. So, since when the floor is dirty, where do we sweep? Do we sweep the air when, when, when the floor is dirty? Don't we put the broom on the floor and sweep the floor? If you have a headache, where do we anoint? If you have a chest pain, where do we anoint? If you have a stomach pain, where do we anoint? If you can't give birth, where do we anoint? The same is a thief and a robber. He's a thief. He's a robber. Any prophet who comes, even if you knew him in Ghana, you knew him in Nigeria, you knew him in South Africa, you knew him, he was your classmate when you went to do your exchange program in Hawaii. And he has started a church here in, in Canada, somewhere where you live. He has no right to call you to come and lead his prayer meeting without consulting your pastor. Yeah. 
And if you are a pastor and somebody starts a church and he says, Oh, I want your member to help me, and you allow it, you are not a good shepherd. Not a good shepherd. One day, I was there when one of my good singers, or Hininana, yes, yes, she was in the church. She said, A certain prophet, when she was in university, was her father. I said, how did he become your father? You were a little girl. You grew up in the church. You went to university. We even sponsored you. Yes. And now when you went to university and you were there and there was a church near the university and you used to visit the church because you were staying on campus. He is now your father. How did he become your father? I said, I'm here. I'm your father. I don't know that you have another father. Hey. How come that you have another father, you have not introduced him to me as your father? And that father has not come that he is your, you, you are his daughter. No, 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 no. He says he's starting a fellowship and that she should come and help. But it's for Sunday afternoons. So I said, Sunday afternoons. Who is that? He mentioned the name. I said, which church is that? She mentioned the church. I said, I know the, I know the bishop of that church. I picked my call immediately. I called him. I hear Prophet so and so says you have released him to start a church. And um, he's trying to get one of my members to help. And it's like, you know, they are starting a fellowship Sunday afternoon. He said, Prophet so and so, I've not sent anybody. He, said, he came to see me that he wanted to start something, but even not now. He will start maybe in a year's time. And it will not be near here. So, so this is what he says. So if he has started something, then I don't know about it. But I will investigate and let you know. He went to find out. He was finished. Before he knew it, he was finished. The guy collected choristers, prayer warriors, singers, financiers. Home and started in one of the most expensive hotels in the city mm. with about 200 members. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. I told I told her, I said, you are not going anywhere. You are not going to help anything. So, that, that Sunday afternoon, I said, Sunday afternoon, are you not a shepherd? Sunday is work for shepherds. How come you have time to go and help a prophet who is working somewhere? You are not serious. You are not going anywhere. Up to now, she's in my church. A good shepherd fights off all those who come to into the sheepfold some other way. They access the sheep some other way. My sheep is still in the church. He sent me a text right now, evening. Daddy, how are you? I said, hi, you are not a proper, you are, you are not behaving. And you know, the pastor, he is ever grateful to me. He said, you know, that call you made to me, eh, save me. His church was virtually emptied. I'm telling you, you finish them, man. Somebody, who didn't know that I had made all these investigations? Who also was in the man, that pastor's church. Head of this prophet has started in this hotel. He said, oh, I know this prophet. Very nice, anointed person. Let me go and see. She said when she got there, she said, hey, this one too is here. 
this is the bishop's right hand woman. In fact, the person who is his main finance committee chairman or something. It's like a main financier. It's like, this one is here. Hey, look at this one too. This one too is here. Hey. She said she was shocked. When a thief comes to your house, he can take your television, he can take your washing machine, he can even... One of our pastors in Ghana, in the evening, he was entering his house when Am Roberts entered with him. Oh, they collected everything in the house, packed them into his car, and drove his car off. A thief, he doesn't have, he doesn't have mercy. He comes to steal. That's why Jesus is the one. He's the good shepherd. He's showing you what it means to be a good shepherd. You are sitting down thinking that you are more merciful than Jesus Christ. If I ever catch a prophet who has come for a burn, I will warn him. I warn you. I'm warning you. Don't touch my members. Looted the man. I have a pastor friend. Up till today, he hasn't recovered, and it's more than maybe even 20 years. In one day, one of his associate pastors left the church with about the whole choir and about half of the members of the church. And he was building in another part of the city and was going to move there. But he couldn't because his main financiers, church members, choristers, Left. Hmm. So a good shepherd, eh, he doesn't just stand and preach. Tell your Bible to, we are preaching today about the business success. Say amen. No, 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 no. He doesn't just preach. He looks inside the crowd. Where is this one? Where is this one? And you make a call. Where are you? I didn't see you in church on Sunday. You went to work, but why didn't you tell me that you'd be going to work? Why? Am I not your mother? Am I not your father? Am I not your shepherd? Why are you going somewhere you won't tell me? Don't you know that it's dangerous for sheep to just roam in town? What is the hope of a sheep who is just roaming in town? Hey! Never do that again. I tell my shepherd, I say, look, never travel without hearing the words from my mouth. Safety is of the Lord. It is a very dangerous thing. Don't travel if you haven't heard from your shepherd safeties of the Lord. Those words, they are very powerful. They will carry you. You will be in an aeroplane. An Al-Qaeda suspect will strap himself with bomb. It will never detonate. But the words of your shepherd will keep you. The thief and a robber. It's my brother. You can be your father. Look. <laughs> if he comes to access the sheep some other way, he's a thief. I didn't write the Bible. Is it in your Bible or it's not in your Bible? Some of you, you are members of the church. Maybe you say you are not a traditional shepherd as we will call it. But today I'm teaching you. Because for when for the time you ought to be a teacher. You are sitting down always observing when things are going wrong and then say, oh, 
if he, I saw some other man come to the church and he talked to some lady and they went out and they didn't come back. I didn't know that he was a prophet. Why didn't you tell the pastor? Oh, you know, I'm just an observer. Uh, look at somebody. Number six, become a good shepherd by providing a sheepfold for the sheep. Number six. I've not given you four. Ah, number five. Okay, 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 okay. No, no, don't, don't be, uh, don't, don't, don't fight. <laughs> Become a good shepherd by recognizing and condemning all who have ever tried to take away the sheep. Condemn it. Be a good shepherd by condemning it. Yes. Jesus talks about robbers and thieves. Condemn their behavior. John 10, 8. He says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. He taught about false shepherds and thieves in the church. Warn people who like visiting church to church. Church member hopping church churches. Church hoppers. Church shoppers. Window shopping churches. Yeah. Now, when you visit church, today you are in this church, you will never really benefit. Look, on Sunday, we were in Tulsa. And we were in Tulsa because one of the reasons was to visit Papa Higgins' church and then leave some of our Bible school people there to also um, go take a tour and ask questions and help us to develop our own Bible school that we have. So on Sunday morning, we were in Tulsa and we decided to visit a few churches that were there. But because we didn't have so much time, we spent maybe, we went to, we're, we're in the Bible study group, you know, before the service, they have a Bible study class in different, different halls. So they have maybe from 16 to something, 25 year olds, singles beyond 35, and so on. They have groups, and they've scattered them all over the place. We visited one of the Bible study groups. We got some small revelation there. The man was talking about forgiveness and he was talking about marriage because he had begun a series that he gave a powerful window we caught something then we hopped from there into the main hall the praise and worship was on it was very nice but before they could preach we had left we went to another church (laughs) we were shopping church that morning you ask me, what did we gain that day in terms of the impact of the church on our lives? Nothing. Nothing. Apart from maybe even you see something to criticize if you are not careful. Because mm. you are not there to help to build a church. You are just there to observe and to just see something. Church members who do that can never have a bright future for their yep. Christianity. Yep. Yep. I saw that... Ah, this Sunday morning, I visited and we went to another church far from that area. We went to see the church. When we went, somebody was preaching. I didn't hear anything, but he was preaching. Because I didn't go to hear the preaching. I just went to see, visit the church and to see, I mean, how they are doing everything. But I didn't, hey, he, I don't even know what he was preaching about. I didn't, I sat down, but from the point where I sat down to the point where I left, I couldn't, I didn't understand anything that he said. And sometimes that's what happens. You go and visit a church. They started a series from about five weeks ago. 
Then you go and meet the series today. You will not understand why he's saying what he's saying because we are not there at the beginning to hear certain revelations that will tie in to make this clear. Church members are not allowed to just gallivant. One church is enough for you. One pastor is enough for you. One man of God is enough for you. One denomination is enough for you. Sit your bottles on the chair and help to build it. I thought you would clap for Jesus also. Are you there still? Number six. Become a good shepherd by providing a sheepfold. Create a safe home or haven for the sheep. Mm. John 10, 1 says, Very, 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 I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold. It's like the home where the sheep are kept. It was created by the shepherd. So shepherds create a home. The church becomes like a home for the sheep. We need to create that sort of home atmosphere. Yes. The church is also your home. Yeah. It's your family. Yes. The sheepfold, you see, is the church, but it's not just a building. It's not just a branch. It becomes a home. That's why sometimes, you see, when you really have the church become like a, a good home for the sheep. They don't like to go home when the service is over. Yeah. And it's, it's, a one, it's one of the graces that is upon this ministry. Yeah. It, it, we are not just saying, everybody, you see, some of you, when we close, you like going home. I mean, you should stay. You should stay to do what? Hmm. If you haven't created a sheepfold, a safe home or haven, a place where sheep are comfortable. The sheepfold. You, you, would, you should expect them to just be hanging around. The person will be hanging around. Nobody is even talking to him. He looks around. He looks left. These three people who know themselves speak their home language. They speak their... They, they, they talk. They eat their home food. They will even look in the person's direction. He hangs around a little bit. Looks left. Looks right. Everybody is in his own cluster and clique. It's like, look, I'm, I don't fit in here. Yeah. Sometimes some of our churches are not friendly. Some of you, you your church is 25 members, 32. People can come to your church for three weeks. Nobody will talk to him. Nobody will talk to him. You will relate with the person. It's almost like just a statistic. He also came. If you came for the first time, they will attend to you. Give you some nice drink, cookies, and everything. On your second visit, you are on your own. The person who talked to you the previous week won't even remember that he talked to you last week. You just, he will pass you by. It's like you've come home. Find a place and sit and find people to relate with. Ah, I've done my job last week. Why, Why do you want me to follow you again? So the church doesn't become that sort of sheepfold, like a nice family home where people are comfortable. I mean, when I go to church, I go to eat lunch there. After that, see people. Talk. Sometimes it's formal meeting of some sort. Sometimes we just general fellowship. I just see you walking around. Hey, 
Charlie, how? Charlie, by you, long time no see you. Yeah, I've been seeing you, but direct, direct me and you like this long time. Charlie, ha, 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 ha. Powerful, powerful. Wow. Hey, you have spotted though. So this ring, is it promissory ring, wedding ring, engagement ring, or your own ring? Your own ring. Wow. Fantastic. It's fellowship. It's happiness. I'm at home. I'm with my brothers. I'm with my sisters. I'm flowing. Freely. Now you see people there. It's like there's no... The church is our, also a social club. You see, I play golf. And there's a golf club we play at. But I've never sat there to chat with the other members of the golf club. But that's not my sheepfold. They are quaffing beer. You see, or uh, Guinness Stout. Why you go and sit with such a person and he's quaffing Guinness Stout and you are drinking Guinness Malt, uh, Malta Guinness? Even though yours is non-alcoholic and his, the difference is not very big. So when somebody sees like you are also quaffing beer, it's not my fellowship. My fellowship is the church. I go with a change of garment. If I have a suit, I, I have, it is in my mind as I'm going. My church is far from my home. So I will take a change of garment. And I don't have an office even in my church. I have rented somebody's property and I'm using it. But I go to the toilet of the church, of the, of, the, of, the, of the place, and I go and change into a normal, simple, casual. I remove my tie, I remove my shirt, I remove my, my suit trousers so that it doesn't get spot. The few suit trousers I have, I can't spoil it so soon. I remove my shoe and I put on my sandals. As though I'm at home. It's not as though I'm at home. I am at home. A good shepherd creates that. And, I tell my, and because they see me do that, a lot of people also come. They also change. They also change. So you come and see us like we are at home. I said, ah. So have you gone home and come? Yes, we have gone home and come. There was the service in this room, there was the home in this area, and we are flowing on the compound. It's a home. It's a sheepfold. We are not just letting people stay in our head. It's not a commandment. One of the Ten Commandments of Lighthouse is that once service closes, don't go home. Stand around and fellowship with people. <laughs> no, no, no. A good shepherd has created the church as a safe haven, a home, a family area where the mother and the father, the children can all be together and we are not shouting in tongues. We are not praying in the spirit. We are not trying to preach again. We are just fellowship. Because some members, they have a restaurant. They decided to feed me every lunch. No problem. Do it quickly. Do it quickly. And the food is not, it's very good. They bring me the menu. So, Bishop, which one would you like today? Would you like this? Last week you had this. this one. I would like this one. Go and break it quickly. Service is over. 
It is what the good shepherd has created. You should go to see Bishop at the first time. Next time you're in Ghana, it's the first time. See him. The other day he said, Look, because he started to see all his members, he wants to see everybody in one and take photographs for them. I said, What a great idea of a great shepherd. So I also do one. So when I finish my first service, then I call, I have my BITs, Bishop's Interaction Team. And they go and bring the people to, have you met Bishop? Bishop Bishop would like to see you today and have a fellowship with you. So come. Then they come. Then I, 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 I talk to them. How, what is your name? I've been seeing you, but I've never talked to you before. Have you talked to me? Are you, are you a member? When did you join the church? Three years ago. Three years ago, I've never seen your face before. Ah! Have you seen my face before? Say, oh yes, Bishop, you preach all the time. Ah, but I have never spoken to you. I don't even when I if I see you in town, know that you are in my church. How can it be possible? From today we are friends. Eh? Let's take a photograph. Smart, they are taking a photograph. Then I WhatsApp it to them. Yes. Oh, it's very nice. It's very powerful. That you, you, you see that you, when the service the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Lord, then you start looking for your children. Hey, where is the Lord? Go and bring her to me now. And I've, I've taught my people. I, I didn't even teach it consciously that, look, you don't have to. I've created the children are here, give them some attendance to look after them and everything. All the workers, everybody's. Yeah, find some food for them to eat after that. We are, we are flowing. If there's visitation, people go and visit. They come back. Oh, I just want to visit. Well, sometimes, how many people have we gone to visit? Yeah. When the church is not so humongous. Even if it's humongous, and we've divided into bustles and smaller groups, the people you have to relate with, they are not many. So Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, when you we are doing say, I am going on visitation. Where are you going? How many people are you going to see? See? When they visit one person, two people, they, off they, they've gone home. We had a saying, for a lighthouse shepherd to see the sun when he's going home on a Sunday afternoon, it means that he's not well. But many people are very well. They go home before sunset. Because the church has not been created as a sheepfold where the sheep relax and where they are there to socialize. So their socialization in church is just when you say, turn to your neighbor and say, I love you, the love of the Lord. That's it. After that, the grace is gone home. And his social life is with some dangerous looking people. People with tattoo everywhere, chest, stomach. Sometimes they tattoo, no? You can see that it, is, it, is, it has not ended under the navel. It's going down. It's like, how did you get so... How did the person get access to this particular region? Because just below your navel is very short from there to the central region. And the design that we can see under the navel is like there's more down there. Then it means it will end just at the mouth of the central region. <laughs> hey! And you won't cover it too. You have won this type of, uh, what do you call it? Show your stomach. Eh? Belly top. Belly top. 
top top crop top so it doesn't cover the belt and down and then you know you do, you adjust yourself to every time it's like it's your skin it's your body you are giving the world a treat so and then you have a, a cartoon uh, uh, they, they, they've done the, the legs of you can see the person's head is here and the, the thing is going down it's a Mickey Mouse but it's a descender below the belt where is it going you see your members these are the people they fellowship with yeah. hey. that's why a good shepherd creates a sheepfold where the sheep can be comfortable yeah, and the, and the environment of the church becomes like a family to you and those of you who, don't, who are never able to embrace the familiness of the church you see that you, you, you stay very far behind and there are people who, who are not here at this camp because they haven't embraced the familiness of the church so they don't long to be where we are but a good shepherd will look out for the sheep and say no this my sheep is too antiso you have to find a way. Just before I left, the Sunday I left, I was there, a lady came. She said, I, 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 I want to join your church. This type of one-on-one BIT type of interaction with photograph after type of meeting. They brought her. It was her first time. I said, how did you, join? How did you find her? She said, oh, I came by myself. I said, but how do you know about the church? Oh, my sister is a member in Maryland, one of the churches around the regions there. And, you know, since she joined the church, her life has changed. And she said, look, she told us that when she joined the church, they gave her a shepherd. They gave her a shepherd. And the shepherd taught her the Bible, how to read the Bible, study the Bible. And all of us in the family, we can see her life has changed. So me too, I used to go to this church, but I've decided to come here. I said, I'll give you a shepherd now. So I said, I, I called one of my good shepherds. I said, look, this lady, this is the first time she's in your hands. Then I told her the story that because her sister is in one branch, her life has changed because they give her a shepherd. So I'm giving you to her. Oh. Ah. When I go back, I'm going to ask. And when I give you somebody like that, within, within less than 24 hours, you should have made contact. After the person has gone home, you should call. And you should locate the house. And within 48 hours, you should make another contact. Yes. And ensure that the person is there weekday. Ensure the person is there on Sunday. You have to call the person. When I, you see, sometimes you may give, even these first timers who come, we can give them to Aquaba ladies and these type of people who are supposed to follow up. They never call. This is my one-on-one meetings. I met one lady. I said, you know, she said, oh, how do you join the church? Oh, I joined the church. I came, blah, 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 blah. Then I said, she said, oh, you know, I had heard that lighthouse. When you come, somebody will call you after. But when I came and they met me, they took my number, everything. I went home. Till I'm speaking, nobody has called me. I became very wild. 
And some of you, it's like, you, I called and then the normal didn't go through. And then I called again and then it was out of coverage area. So, and if I honestly, I've forgotten. You are not serious. You are not serious. As we are trying to gather, you are scattering. And that's why I'm saying to you that God wants you to be a good shepherd. And God wants you to help this work we are doing. And sometimes, even though the church is small, it's not easy as a pastor to, to follow everybody and see everybody so easily. Sometimes, by the time your eyes will settle on someone that you haven't seen the person for two weeks, it's too late. And we can have people who are here who also say, Me, I've been in the church for two years. I realize that I've, I've just been by myself, with myself, and into myself. But now that I've come for this camp meeting, from now I'm going to also become that type of person to be a type of shepherd. I also want to help the church. And you will see that your Christianity will change. It will change. Once you start to think about others, help others, look out for others, they are not in church, so you are looking out for them. You yourself will find yourself in church. Once somebody you know the person is looking up to you, the person will come to church and come and find you. You will go to church. Even if you have to go to work, you you, you delay till you have come to church, stayed, heard the word and everything, then you leave. Because you want to see your sheep. Because that sheep is dependent on you. You will stop fornicating. Because that sheep will come and tell you, I have a problem fornicating. No, I don't know I can stop. That's why I don't come to church. Eh. Actually, you see, fornication, the way you overcome it is that then you start giving theories. You yourself will start checking yourself that, hey, this <laughs> This theory that I'm giving, um, I must apply it to myself. You see that, as you are talking to the person, then you see that you yourself, you'll be preaching to yourself. Then you find yourself such a hypocrite. As you are, somebody is telling you the story, say, my problem is pornography. Look, if I have not watched it, I can't sleep. And you two, you have been watching. <laughs> you also can't sleep. Yes. You wouldn't know how it is that as you are helping to solve somebody's problem, your own problem will start disappearing. It's true. Do you think that pastors don't have marital problems? Oh. Many times, eh, when you are telling us our, your problem, eh, it's our wife talking. You can hear your wife. It's like, this is my wife. Pe, 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 pe. Then you will tell her what, what you are telling your wife that she can't do, won't do, and is not wanting to do. You'll be telling her yes. what you wish someone would tell your wife. You have a chance with energy. She will even know why you are so passionate. It's a clear and present danger. (laughs) 
And, and you will see that, look, your hypocrisy will even be cured. Because as you keep saying something that you are not doing there, it will be checking you. You know why we are always happy? You can't afford to be depressed. Others are looking up to you for encouragement. Why are you depressed? So how are they going to be encouraged if you are? When, when Bishop Saki's wife passed and the, the, the very moment we, record, we realized she had passed, we were, in the, we were at Kolibu. And Bishop broke down in the car. He was, he was weeping. True shepherd. Then his wife went to tell him that, oh, if you are crying like this, then what will Bishop Saki do? He has to wipe his face. <laughs> to be okay. God is with us. Because, you see, you are weeping and you are supposed to encourage someone. Your discouragement will disappear. That's right. The way, because the reason why you stay in your depression is because there's no outlet. Yes. There's no outlet. And because you are into yourself, you can't be, you don't have self-encouragement for yourself because you are too much into yourself. When water stays in one place and doesn't move, it it, it stinks. Yes. Breeds mosquito larvae and uh, so many fungi and other things. That's what happens. So when you are not that's what Moab. The scripture says Moab. Because her scent has remained in herself and has not been poured from vessel to vessel. Therefore, her scent remained in herself. Because she has not been poured from vessel to vessel. You have to pour yourself out from one vessel to another. Fresh water will come. But the water stays. You've had so much wet. You say you are not growing. The reason why you are not growing is because you are not teaching anyone. That's why the scripture says, for when for the time you ought to be a teacher, that, that scripture is supposed to help you, do you understand, to continue growing. But you are, you are every word is in you. Since you joined the church five years ago, your notebooks, about 20 of them have already come. Now you don't even feel like taking notes again. Well, you have taken the notes. Uh, it's not doing anything for you. What a change will come upon you. Amen. When you learn to take on the burdens of others. Amen. That's what a shepherd does. I hope you understand that. Yeah. Clap it, then clap. Clap, clap. Powerful. Number seven, become a good shepherd by becoming a good leader. A good shepherd is also a good leader. Wow. Your leadership skills develop. You'll be amazed how it affects even your, even you go to work. And, and they'll recognize that there's something different about the way you, you, you are different. You do something else apart from, you know, coming to this job. Because you'll be different. One of our pastors... He was going to do a presentation with the boss and the boss had an emergency and the boss said he should go and start. He will come and join later. 
when the boss came and he was doing the presentation, the boss sat at the back. And the, and, and the, and the pastor, the, the, the worker, his worker was doing the presentation. He was moving around freely. He was using windows. He was speaking extempore. He was using eye contacts. I mean, he was using gestures. He, he, he was speaking in a charismatic style. I mean, he was, he was moving freely. Hey, when he, the boss didn't interrupt. He waved him to continue. And when the guy finished, he called him aside and said, Wow. I mean, you did it better than I could have done it. Where did you learn how to do such presentations? I mean, is there something else you do? It's like, are you a public speaker or, or some form of, you know? Who are, who, what type of person are you? Who are you? Hey! His pastoral training from Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center through long distance lay Bible school had given him how to communicate, how to improve your feeding ministry, how to teach the word. It's the same principles he used when he went to his office and he was doing the presentation. Is it not to a group of people he's talking to? Is it not, is it not the same type of talking, like preaching? That don't you, can't you move around freely? He was moving around. And, and these are all the about 30 something points on how to improve your feeding ministry. You become a good leader. Yes. Twenty-two steps to rallying people around you. It's in the art of leadership. When you learn it, you see that you you see how to uh, make friends, how to something friends and influence people, how to win friends and influence people. Just your own Bible and ministry training that you have had as a shepherd. Principles for a good general, same for a good leader, same principle for a good shepherd. You don't know what you are missing as you are running away from God. As uh, is it William Carrier who said that um, God is gracious, do not run away from Him. Adoniram Jackson, God is gracious, do not run away from Him. He's, he can only help you. Can only help you. Say amen. amen. Is it a good plan? Yes. How many are going to join the good shepherds? Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't be a poor shepherd. Be a, poor a bad shepherd. shepherd. He says, to him the potter openeth. John 10, 3 to 4. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep... He goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. It's a good leader also. The art of leadership will become one of your favorite books. 
I can talk to you about uh, being a good shepherd through the art of leadership. Direct. How to rally people. How to make people obey you. Do you understand? How to lead people without leading them with the leadership of a woman. Even though you're a woman. Some of you are so womanish. You cannot be a good leader. The leadership of a woman that is in you will kill all the sheep. And has been killing them. Nobody can stay around you because of your, your, your woman, womanish, womanish leadership woman. Hey! How women, the leadership of women is, is full of pettiness, quarrelsomeness. Women quarrel more than men. So when you find men who are quarreling, then they have become more like women. Are you listening to me? When you are a woman, leading people, even you, a woman, you didn't like to work under a woman. When your boss is a woman, you are not happy. It's like, hey, if her her premenstrual tension comes right now. You were, you were smiling. She was smiling with you yesterday. This morning when you arrived, no. You greeted her, good morning. Mm. And then quickly turn to flip the pages that she's looking down. Then suddenly you see that a cloud of a certain thickness of some atmosphere has come into the office. You can't even sing. Can't talk. Can't converse with your fellow workers. It's like be quiet. It's silence. The uh, what do they call it? Silence. Si- uh, quiet time or silence. You no, know, in primary school they have some silence hour. Silence hour. Silence hour. Then you hear the blasting of somebody who has walked into her office. <laughs> That's how many of you are. That's how you can't, you can't have people to help you in your house so easily. Poor girl comes to help you in your house and eats your bread. She will be dead. <laughs> look, look, look. If you want to eat bread, you, tell me before, okay? Bread. It was left with the bottles of the bread. Just that last piece. This poor girl just took. It's not been easy for her for the last two hours. Ooh. A lot of us don't become good shepherds because we don't overcome our femaleness in our leadership. Leaders have to be fatherly. Are you there still? Are you okay? Yes, you. Eh. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> you can, you will learn a lot about leadership when you take up the role of a shepherd. You will learn a lot. You become a good shepherd. You will learn. There will be books to read. Even, even look, when you are normally walking around as an ordinary Christian, you don't read books. Through 
or not true? True. <laughs> yeah. You don't read anything. All the books that have been you you find in the macarios, you can easily not find a certain context within which to read them. It's very difficult to just be reading book in the air. It's like, oh, I'm just a good reader. I'm just reading. No. The reading even has a good context within which the reading can be applied. And therefore, the motivation to read even becomes more. Have you read any leadership book in the last five years? Oh, for what? Have you read any book on chemistry? It's when you are doing a course that chemistry is needed that you read a book on chemistry. Many women, as soon as they see marriage in sight, you see them buying books on marriage which they don't even read. (laughs) Yes. You see them buying books on courtship, friendship, courtship, and marriage. They start reading more seriously because they are preparing for marriage. Five languages of love. But if you are just around, even if your heart is broken a bit and you cannot see marriage in sight, when you see marriage books, you pass by. I'm saying that that often our reading has more context when you function as a leader and a shepherd over God's people. Because Bishop's books, I won't lie to you, when you read the titles, there's none of them that is trying to make you a millionaire in that direct sense. In fact, there may be one or two. He that hath tithing What other book is here on prosperity? Eh? What? Name it, claim it. It's not so direct. Okay, you can add Davidic success, Solomonic success, Abrahamic success, even all those ones. Eh? Now you, you can't easily see them directly. They are here now. They are all in the 40 books, but you can't see them there. Solomonic success, Davidic, Abrahamic success. They are all in the books now. But when you see them, you can easily not be drawn to them because losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying is not so. It's like church growth. It's like, why should I read a book on church growth? I don't, I'm not growing a church. I'm not. But you would not know that even the wisdom in this that helps you to build a little fellowship, a little basel, that same wisdom that helps you to build a big church can help you to even grow your own business. But you wouldn't know it. Because you haven't practiced it in the church, you don't find its relevance even to your business. Now we have a conference in Ghana, we call it the Lablam Conference. Learning about business by learning about ministry. Lablam. By Bishop Dark, Bishop Dark, who admits. 
And if you are in the church, you get you have opportunity to be a shepherd. Ah, you are you are you are. It's like a great door has been opened to you for a glorious and a very powerful future and life. And the books will not appeal to you. Like when you look at them, sometimes look those who are ignorant. Church planting. Amplify your ministry with miracles and manifestations of the Spirit. It's like, when will you read them? What will make you read them? What will be the motivation? I'm saying that I'm trying to give you a motivation that helps you to even read the books. Through which other nuggets that help your work, your business can come. Look, the art of ministry. This one. When you see it, you say, me, I'm not in ministry. So why should I read it? But if you are a shepherd, you will read it. Then you will find chapters. Hey, you will be surprised. Yes. How to have favor with your boss. Which is the art of ministry within the art of ministry, but has application and relevance for every area of work. But I'm saying that your motivation to read it doesn't come unless you rise up to be a shepherd. You'll be a good leader. You can see becoming a good worker by learning about ministry. Learning to become a good worker by learning to become a good shepherd. You'll be surprised. Wonderful. How many have I given you? Number one is what? Become a good shepherd, uh huh? By following the good shepherd, Jesus Christ Himself, isn't it? Number two, by preaching, teaching, and healing, develop your ability to teach. To preach and then to heal. The next one was what? I can't hear you. By relating to the sheep. Is that not so? Number four. By fighting. How many are going to be fighters? Hey. Jesus fought. That's where his zeal, saw his zeal when he was fighting for the church. Mm. I wouldn't allow anybody to spoil it. Mm. And the zeal is in you too. You fight for the church, the house of God, so that it doesn't get spoiled. Mm. Yeah, you would locate people who are some way and you fish them out. Yeah. So this guy is talking negatively about the pastor. This one is, these people when they meet in their home, they do nothing apart from lambasting the church and what we teach. And they come and they come and say, preach on, preach on, preach on. But their heart is not really with us. They are driving out all these type of elements in the church. This one and this one, they are not in the, they don't really, they are not really members of the church. They they have become business women and men in the church. When they come, they have scarves in their bags. um, Boxer shorts, different, different things. It's like, look. Brazilian hair, Peruvian hair, Bolivian hair, Chinese hair, Indian hair, African hair. 
they have alcohol. They have lotions. Mary Kay products. Victoria's Secret. It's like you don't need to go to the mall. I am the mall for you. They've made Kenke, Wache, everything. So, when we are calling shepherds for meetings, they are bored with us. Since we started this afternoon training, people are not patronizing. <laughs> so, it's like you are trying to be, but the person in the church is he's, 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 he's polluting the atmosphere. You're not buying my stuff. Do you think we came here to come and do business? Like you have found a group of people from Africa or whose parents are from Africa or whose parents' parents are from Africa and you are coming to use them as a business center. Out of your business. Jesus took his belt and ripped. Look. He took his belt. Look. I hope your trousers doesn't fall. Where are the people? Where are they? You feed them out of the church. You fight. You you see people who are disturbing the peace of the church. Pastor, this one and this one, they don't talk. Meanwhile, they sing, the two of them stand side by side and they sing. You've examined my heart. Then they be, I'm surrounded. Uh, but they don't talk after church, they won't talk. You watch them. I think that people are here more. Ship them out of the church. My God and my Lord. He said, as we like talking about loyalty to my dear, I've been saying it in the house. I was there and I told them that it's wrong. You can't be in the church when we teach about loyalty, then you come and criticize it in the church that eh, we want people to be loyal. We don't, when, when they, they, somebody dies in their family, you don't visit them. And yet when it is time for loyalty, then we preach about loyalty. The loyalty is not just loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> If I get somebody, I'll rip that person. <laughs> it's way here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good shepherd. A good shepherd must have a whip. I say a good shepherd must have a whip. That's why our father came here and took a whip and told these three pastors that you better line up. That thing is ending now. Taking a whip. I see some of you, you sit in the church, people are changing money, people are daffs are flying in the church. Then you, be, you turn your head and look. Then you take photograph of the prayer. 
Then you put it on Facebook, doves flying in my church. Jesus said, No. This is not how my church is supposed to be. Fight them. Help them out. You see, some of you, if somebody was to live in a way, you come and say that you knew it. We should whip you first before we accept your. your, your we, we, we ask you to speak. You should say it. You won't say it. When the thing happens, oh, I knew it. Because sometimes when you then you start listing all the points of your observation. You didn't tell us earlier. Now the person has polluted five members. The whole row of where you used to sit, all of them are now contaminated. Because you didn't take your whip. Good shepherds have whips. Good shepherds have what? Whips. They fight all who come in and jump the they jump the wall and come and access the sheep. There's a certain Nigerian prophet who has come. Is this person's friend? He came to visit church. Bishop, do you remember there was a man who was sitting at the back mm-hmm. uh, on the day you came to preach? That man, he, he's a pastor. This man brought him to the church. Yeah, they've been having prayer meetings in the man's house. He has been inviting some of us to go. Now I realize that you are not aware, so I'm saying it now. Yeah. Brother, why are you sending people to somebody's fellowship? Eh? Why? Eh? Because look, you, we are here. It's not easy to build a church. And people like what you have built, cooked, fried, roasted, seasoned, Toasted, everything. Nice aroma. Nice aroma, everything. Cooked or steaming. Then they come and collect the pan. Then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then they go. They, they are going away. And they like the meaty ones who can sing, who can pray. Who, they don't like, I mean, those of you who are not, they are now going to struggle to teach you how to read the Bible. No, no, no. No. So sometimes once people start their churches and you go, they wonder, so how did they get so many choristers? Where are they from? A church that is only three weeks old. Look at the set of instruments and a good instrumentalist. This one is from All Nations. This one is from Lighthouse. This one is from Global. This one is from, uh, what do you call it, Redeem. This one is from Prayer Palace. Because there are people in Prayer Palace who didn't say that the organist is going. And do not say that the, the, these singers have been going for rehearsal. When you have shepherds meeting at 5 o'clock, they don't come. Because 5 o'clock, the man's fellowship is on and they are leaders of worship there. They prefer the center stage the man gives them to this backstage that you give them here. I really want to hit somebody. Even, 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 even as a joke. Even as a joke. Mm-hmm. Now ship you bread, but as a joke, <laughs> I should try Pastor Joel. I want somebody whose skin is very tough. Who is that? Yeah? This one. Uh, Anna says you are the one. <laughs> Clap your hands for Jesus.
So number four, become a good shepherd by fighting all who enter the sheepfold as thieves and robbers. Jesus gave them the descriptions. When he said, don't call them prophets. Don't call them pastor from Ghana. Call them thieves and robbers from Ghana. Thieves and robbers from Nigeria. Thieves and robbers from America. Thieves and robbers from Amsterdam. Thieves and robbers from uh, St. Vincent. Thieves and robbers from Cameroon. Yeah. Don't joke with it. Oh. We may be laughing, but look. My friend who lost all these members, he hasn't recovered up till today. He used to be the top three charismatic churches in Ghana. He was in the top three. Congregation, spirit, growth, Anointing, feeling, vision. Oh, the church is called Grace Outreach Church. And they used to do outreaches. Weekdays, you see them in bus loads coming to an area. Not Saturday afternoon, weekday evening. They come in buses, they go to an area and they do person to person in the area and carry the people to their church. Finished. His heart broke. One day I went to I went to look for him. I was so bad, and I said, "Look, we're friends." I said, "I've not seen you. I've not heard of you. I mean, it's been years. I don't see your name on posters. This guy, his name was if the 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 three charismatic pastors or five charismatic pastors are ministering in a program. He's one of them, everywhere and every time." But now he's not on. He's not, he, not, he doesn't preach on radio. He's not on television. He doesn't. You never see a poster of the church in town. That thirty first December. No, no. They're not a banner. Not a poster. Nothing. Up to today. I went to look for him. I said, "Oh, what is happening?" He said, "Oh, you know, he's building, he's building again, and you know, they do person to person in the area somewhere." Yes, a thief and a robber. You think it's a prophet, that's why you leave it. And you think it's a pastor from Africa without papers looking for members, but not my members. Because he can be a pastor from Africa without papers looking for papers and looking for members, but not my members. Mm. What you say now? Become a good shepherd by recognizing and condemning or whoever tried to take away the sheep. Become a good shepherd by providing a sheepfold, a safe home, haven, family. A good shepherd builds church buildings so that his church, his sheep can be safely nurtured within its walls. Do you see? Are you there still? Number seven, become a good shepherd by becoming a good leader. So we talked about learning about leadership by learning about ministry or being involved in ministry. You see that you go to... You see, I didn't know this. Years ago, in my family house, my uncle, 
he said, one day he just said that, do you know that you can become a school prefect? I said, why? Because he says, in the house, you see that I will be organizing the young cousins and things. Hey, look, sweep here. Look, you, move here. No, don't put that in. That in that. Take it out. Where? Take it here. Put it there. <laughs> so, I think he felt that, look, and I wasn't doing it because I was even a leader in the, in the school. But I was rather a leader in SU. Yeah. And, and in the house, I was applying my SU leadership principles. But I didn't even know that I was applying. I just, it was just something that I, it just became part of one. Look, your things are dry. Remove them from the lines. Because other people, are, other people have washed and they need their lines to dry their things. <laughs> it's like I'll be giving orders and organizing the people in the ear. Nobody has told me to do it. You'll be a good leader. Amen. You'll be a good leader. Amen. I said you will be a good leader. Amen. Become a good leader by entering the ship through the door, the right door. Through the right door. In, in our church, we do exams to become shepherds. Yes. Enter through the right door. We don't collect members from people's churches. You see, one day I was having breakfast meetings and then um, I realized that the people who are being invited you know, when you ask them, where are you from? So I'm from Central. Where are you from? I'm from Global. Where are you from? So, ah. You dear, when you are inviting people, people's members with a breakfast meeting is not just a breakfast meeting for Christians to come and enjoy. It's a breakfast meeting to win souls. Find winnable souls. Don't just look for people's members. A shepherd who builds his sheepfold or his, his um, bustle or church with other people's church members has also become a thief and a robber. Yes. That's why our churches are hard to start. Because we don't like to go for somebody's members. That's why we don't want people to also come into our church, sit around and pass leaflets around that I'm starting or my church meets at this restaurant every 5 o'clock to 7 Sunday evening and they strategically position their churches in the evenings on Sundays when they know most churches are in the morning yes and they, they come to spy on our liberty and see what we don't particularly provide on a regular basis they can see that we are teaching principles, we are teaching the ways of God, we are encouraging people to do the work of God, and the emphasis on Sunday morning is not on your deliverance. So Sunday evening, he will set up his, his church and do deliverance. So when you visit the fellowship, you kind of miss Yay. So there's something like this And every day when I go to church on Sunday morning Every day is open to Turn your Bible to Turn your Bible to Open to Turn your Bible to Turn to Open to Turn to Open to Turn to Open to Turn to Open to Hey I think there's more power here And a lot of Unspiritual sheep They get diverted Yeah Sadly 
Watch out for pastors who have come to town who say they are visiting your church. Watch out for them and watch them with an eagle's eye. Watch their movement. Watch their eye movement. Check the signs of their fingers when they are in your church. Don't be mature, Isaac, and think that, oh, he's also a Christian. Jack, Jesus said they are thieves and they are robbers. Well, you don't understand my message. We don't want people to use our members to build their churches. That's why we also don't want to use people's churches to build our own. And if you are a person who are, you are here, you come for camp meeting, you can see how we train. Yeah. The right door to become a shepherd, you can see that we are saying, write an exam. Learn, read this book. Write this exam on it. That's a door. It's a door you can enter into. It's clear. We train shepherds. We have night schools. We have afternoon classes. Yeah. When they say they are training, enter into it because it's a door for you to enter into the, the sheepfold and become the leaders or the leader of the shepherd, the sheep. We don't use just moodiness and a certain cantankrosity to be appointed as a shepherd or a pastor. It's witchcraft. That one is witchcraft. I say it is witchcraft. I've been in the church for a long time. They are not making me anything. I don't know why anytime they want to appoint shepherds and so on, they don't consider some of us. You don't write any exam. Why should they consider you? You don't come for camp meeting. Why should they consider you? You are not available. Why should they like you are using just your body language and a way of shifting your face and making yourself... We're moving away, attitude big. It's like we owe you something. I mean, why are they not tell, making me a pastor or shepherd or something? Look, that's witchcraft. You are using illegitimate authority to control us, and we refuse to be controlled. In the mighty name of Jesus. Refuse to be controlled. Don't turn our hand to force you to be to force us to make you a shepherd just because you've been here for a long time, or that you are an opinion leader, or that when people have grievances they come to you. It doesn't make you a shepherd, it makes you a witch. A witch is not only somebody who flies, someone who uses illegitimate authority to control others. It's called witchcraft. It's one of the works of the flesh. And some people have that thing. You see them, when they come to tell them, they cross their leg in a way and then look down. They don't smile when others are smiling. So if you're a pastor, you look at them, every day you're intimidated. Even if you want to go here to preach... You sort of have to look up because of the wicked faces that you have been given. Yeah. 
And then before long, it's like you are forced to make them, oh, we want to call on our brother to give us opening prayer. You don't deserve to give an opening prayer. No way. Witchcraft is what you are using to force us to call your name, to force us to appoint you. That's not the right door. Not the right door. If you, are in a, you can come from Assemblies of God, you were a pastor there, but if you have decided to join Lighthouse, just humble yourself and go through the door so that you have a good access to the sheep. Don't start forming small, small group meetings in your house and using it to control some of the members in the church and forming a political party in the church and using it to control the leadership. It's witchcraft. That witchcraft power ends today. The good shepherd, he accesses the sheep through the right door, not the back door. He he takes his position as a shepherd through the right door. The foundation of being trained, Paul said, that therefore my son, he was talking to Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Second Timothy 2 verse 1. Verse 2, he says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You can't break that training protocol. You don't want to learn from Paul then how do you want to pass? What are you going to even pass on to those people you are calling faithful people that you know? Who are also going to teach others? You are supposed to humble yourself, son Timothy, and receive the things that Paul is teaching so that you too can pass on the same. The same. The same. The same. The same. Sometimes people don't want that humble process of being trained. It's like you can't read. You don't have time to read, but they should appoint you. Don't squeeze your face at me. I'm preaching. (laughs) But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. You have to enter by the door. There's a door of appointment. Enter by that door. Yes. There's a door of what to even teach the people. Do you understand? Enter that door and teach what you are guided to teach. Don't go there and use it as a a premise for criticizing prayer topics. Topics for criticizing church. Prayer topics, criticizing prayer topics against church leadership. Let us pray for the church today. Now, you know, these days, the way the church is going... You cannot even know what is happening. It's only people who sometimes you see some leaders think that it's only people who are from Ghana that can be good leaders. But actually, when God called all his disciples, you are criticizing the church through the prayer topic. Enter the door of what you are supposed to teach and teach what the door, what is inside the door. Some people don't like that thing. It's like, eh, so can we not wait on God to, 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 to get our own revelation? You can't. You can't. You can't. 
You can't. You can't preach your own thing. You can't be in lighthouse and preach your own thing. You have to preach what we are. We teach you to teach. Paul is in the Bible. Thou therefore, my son, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. What does the same mean? Same means equal to. Same means it's not even similar. Same. It means what is on the left, put it on the right. The same, equal. By the principles of mathematical formularization, when you see an equation on the left and there's an equal sign, it means that what is on the right is the same as what is on the left. <laughs> so if I teach you how to be a good shepherd on the left, when you go on the right, you to teach the same thing. If I teach you how to read your Bible, when I teach it to you on the left, when you go on the right, the same thing that I taught you, you teach it on this side. But people don't like that thing. I cannot. Since I joined this church, it seems like I'm not at liberty to wait on the Holy Spirit. You are lazy. That's why. You are lazy. What I'm teaching you is not a book I wrote myself. I didn't, I didn't write these points. The points were, were discovered, were written, were printed by Bishop Dagwood Mills. He's the author of the book. He is the one who is teaching 35 uh, 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 keys to becoming a good shepherd. Now, I've not added even one point to it. One, I've not even changed the sentence to suit myself. The same, meaning the same topic, the same point, the same verses. And if as I'm doing the same, God opens my heart with other scriptures to support what he has written and what I'm teaching, so to God be the glory. But you are lazy. And you are rebellious. That's why you don't want to teach what we are telling you to teach others. And saying that eh, imitation is limitation. It's not in the Bible. Show me where that verse is. Imitation is limitation. Even such a such a wisdom is not a wisdom that is a wisdom in the house. Because the wisdom in the house is in the art of following. And in the art of following, he says to copy him. Eh? You say we shouldn't copy because you have lost your personality if you copy somebody's ideas. But the wisdom in the house, when you open the first page of the art of following, he says, children use the art of following or copying. Children use the art of copying to search forward with great lips, catching up and learning to speak complex languages in very short periods. Almost all the learning that children do is through the art of following, copying and emulation. And you say that imitation is, is limitation. You are not a proper son of the house. That's why the wisdom of the house is not what you are following. You are going to use some alliteration. Imitation is limitation. 
It's a wisdom. My God and my Lord. What a blessing. Ah. What a blessing. Number nine, become a good shepherd by having, by having the porter open to you. To be a good shepherd, you will need to have good relationships with the porter. Let the porter open to you. A good shepherd relates with many other people. There are people who only relate with the most senior leader, but have no good relationships with other leaders. Yes. They only relate with senior pastor. Yes. And, and, and you know, they, they like name dropping. Rev said. Rev, Rev, Rev said we shouldn't this. Rev and sometimes Rev hasn't said, but they know that when they say Rev says, then everybody's quiet. <laughs> A good shepherd recognizes that he will need the complementary help of others to accomplish his vision. The potter must open the door for the shepherd to enter. That talks about helps. There are other helps ministers. Because the shepherd is coming, but he has a potter. Somebody who stands at the door to open it. He is not the shepherd of the sheep, but he is a gatekeeper. And God will give several gatekeepers who must learn to flow and the shepherd must learn to flow. So if you don't know how to use people who help you, your ministry will be stunted. Yes, yes. So you see how Bishop is preaching very powerfully here? Then he can sit down. He says, look, Ida, come and sing. And then you can see how complimenting the singing ministry is to the preaching ministry. Because you can see that even as the man has finished preaching powerfully, then comes a singer who comes to speak, to speak the preaching in the song. He has, he has learned it. He's a good shepherd. He, has, he knows how to also make a spotter come and stand there and sing. And, and, and you see them, there's great communication. He'll be here, he'll, be, he'll make some signs. Then sometimes I'll be sitting by him and I'll be smiling because I said, Well, this is awesome. It's fantastic. Is it fantastic? Is it wonderful? Is it powerful? Is this supernatural? supernatural? Some of you are supernatural. Is supernatural? Oh, you've been here for such a long time. You should say natural. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Become a good shepherd, number nine, by having the porter open to you. 
Bishop says, I've learned that the success of almost every minister is greatly dependent on the help he receives. So the porter stands at the door. I mean, can you imagine you are the porter? You have to come and open. You have to close. You have to check when the thing is open, how they are there. Everything. It's like you have to be at the gate. You have to be to go and find food. You have to, I mean, you can't do all. You need the help of a porter who stands at the door. That's why I tell my Kwaba ladies, if you have your period and you can't smile, don't come here. (laughs) If you have lower abdominal pains and it affects your facial expression, you cannot smile. Wear normal and go and sit in the chair. Don't don't come and stand here. Sister White. (laughs) Because you are not helping the ministry. By the way you are behaving, somebody can even go back. You just go. It's like, oh, what behavior is this? I'm just coming to check the porter at the door. Her facial expression is not welcoming. And if you know that your premenstrual stress is coming, take evening primrose. I don't know whether it's a prescription, but I'm sure we can do something. Number 10. Look, I have a few minutes. Number 10. We are going to take a short a, a break, not a short break, a break after this, and then we will we will come back at a point and then daddy will be in the house. But listen. Become a good shepherd by providing spiritual insight for the sheep. Spiritual insight. A shepherd must be one step ahead of the sheep in every area. So as we are telling you to go and, uh, uh, that for, when for the time you ought to teach, so you must become a teacher. Do you understand? It, it doesn't mean that you just go and start teaching because some of you are too empty. You are going with African proverbs, wise Nigerian sayings, or this type of African says, Oh, as the, uh, as the elders said. It's not, we are not talking about elders said here. The Bible is the one that is speaking. So often your, your speaking is more about, Oh, it's like as the el- elderly people said or have said, you know. They precede, they are talking with us as the elders said. It's a common statement when they are talking, it's like, you know, and it, is, it sounds more dignified and you look more like a mature person who is speaking. It's like you know a lot of things, like you know what el- the elders have spoken. But we are not coming to talk about what the elders have said. We are talking about what does say the Lord. Yes. <laughs> If you want to talk about 
honoring older people and respecting their wisdom. You don't have to say that. Look, the little boy who stands on top of the big Iroko tree, he sees far, but not as far as the old man who sits under the tree. <laughs> Use a scripture. And you'll be surprised that the scripture will say that don't let anyone despise your youth. And you may be older than someone, but it doesn't make you the fact that you are older doesn't mean you see far. Spiritual things is not about old age. Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83. And yet Aaron was his mouthpiece. And Moses was like a god to Aaron. It's not about age. No, 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 no. That's what Bishop said. It's not about age. He even says I'm older than him, but just one or two months. <laughs> but but you, when you are three days older than someone, don't you take it? Don't bring yourself at all. And we don't use old age here. When he's speaking, I keep quiet. Bishop Saki is older than us by one year. But or a few months, but it's okay. There's no problem. We can still respect. Sometimes when you see a young person who is coming to teach you, you say, small boy, what does he know? We know you small boy, what does he know here? And sometimes if let's say the reverend is not around and he, he gives somebody who is younger than you, you won't give him your face will be different. You'll be looking at the person like, who is this person to wear? If Rev is not here, you shouldn't come and be throwing away. Of course, you shouldn't be Rehoboamic. It's like, since Rev is not here and I am here, my little finger is thicker than his waist. That one is the life of a fool. But you don't use age to receive people in the spirit. So you need to educate yourself. And we are blessed in our church to have materials for training. We talk about the makane. It's a very important resource for every Christian and everybody who wants to be a good shepherd. You must have the makane, the collection of all the camps that Bishop has had. The makane original, the makane extra. Yes. It must be on. You see, when he said it, he said he himself, he is the presiding bishop of all of Lighthouse Chapel International. And he goes, he says, when he goes to the bathroom, he's, he's listening to a message. And you, eh? just yesterday you came. When you go and sit on your toilet, it's just you. Then you sleep. You go and sleep there. It's like you finish your sleep on your toilet. It's not now that I'm going to look for a message to play so that I... You fall asleep on your toilet. So you'll be there sometimes for 30 minutes. And you are not awake. And you won't learn from the, the, the original anointed and blessed person who has achieved great things in the spirit. 
It's a great leader, a great shepherd, a pastor of pastors, a writer of books, anointed with healing miracles. You learn from him. He's listening to messages even in the private place. He doesn't even have to tell us all these things, but he's telling us for what? For your benefit. Since he came, he's the preacher at the camp. You, you, when they break, you go and sleep. The preacher doesn't sleep, or he's sleeping, he's listening to messages, or he doesn't even get the time to sleep. Because he's, he's, he's trying to be a step ahead. And you can see here, you can hear when the person is preaching, when he's teaching that he's deep. He has depth. Scriptures that he quotes and explains, you see that you are surprised that, uh, uh, are there scriptures like that in Isaiah 47? You yeah, have not read that verse before. <laughs> hey. Then you'll be looking at the verse as if it's not the verse. Because you are shocked. <laughs> yes, you are shocked. It's like, wow. Hey, Bishop, he knows the Bible. Oh. And he showed you that I sit in my toilet, I listen, I bath with it. Yes. When you are bathing, as the water is coming from the water company, is washing on your body, then the water of the word is also washing over your soul. A shepherd who has no time for reading and acquiring knowledge will never make a good pastor. In the name of you are busy. There's no time. But you listen to news. You are listening to CNN uh, 24-7 As soon as you enter your home On the news Which comes every 15 minutes Is repeated You still listen to the repeated one Hoping for an addition Which never comes for about 2 hours You say you don't have time It's because you have chosen not to have time Take a book Put it in your toilet Take your iPad Put it in the toilet when you are going, you carry your iPad. Anytime I go to the toilet, I have, my iPad is with me. Yeah. There's no day that I go to a toilet that my iPad is not with me. Wow. And I go there every day. <laughs> and, and you know how I learned it? I learned it from Bishop. He says he reads at least one small page every day. Mm. He's reading. He said he's not a reader. He was not brought up reading. Mm. I mean, he, he was brought up reading, but he, he's not. He doesn't. Reading is not his main strength. He likes calculations and mathematical things, formula, and this leads to this leads to this. That's why when you even read the books, point one, point two, point three, point four, it's lined up. A point and a verse, a story. Point and a verse, a story. Point and a verse. It's formula. It's a formula in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from him. Therefore, will I not go to a toilet without uh, my iPad, which has my books? I'm not a fool. You go there to go and continue your sleep, or to answer your WhatsApp messages, or check Facebook. How do you expect? Do you understand? How do you expect to be to be filled with the knowledge that you can also impart? How do you expect? 
This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. John 10 verse 6. Yes. Your authority over people is based on your ability to feed them. Your authority will grow over the people. Don't stop shouting at the people. We don't shout at people like that. Amen. I'm your leader. When I'm speaking, don't, don't, don't talk. I've never heard Bishop say that before. But you see, when the person is feeding you, you can see the depth of the storehouse of knowledge, the wisdom, the revelations, the power, the flow. You have no choice than to just ascribe that sort of authority to the person because he is the feeder of your life. Yeah. And you are not feeding well. So, so African proverbs or insults yeah. or gossip. gossip. I mean, when you sit down to talk to any group of people, no, hey, look at this person. Look at her face. <laughs> ah, look at her. Hey, look at her. She has not happy. Oh, I don't think she has retired her hair. Hey, hey, very nice. Oh, is it? It looks Brazilian. No, it's Bolivian. It looks Brazilian. No, it's Bolivian. It looks Brazilian. Okay, you go and talk to her and touch it and see whether it's Brazilian. And her makeup is very, always makeup. Oh, Charlie, Chelsea. Oh, this time they don't do well. Oh, they don't do well. Mind you, what is happening to mind you? Eh? Oh, in fact, I, I even feel sad for them. You are feeling sad for my you. Oh, in fact, this team that is winning now, I'm surprised. I mean, the team you'll be talking just soccer or food or somebody's relationship or somebody's affairs. Oh. Become a good shepherd by providing spiritual insight for their sheep. Always. Then finally, let me give you two more. We end on that. Become a good shepherd by making your sheep know your voice. They must know your voice. Your sheep must know your voice. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes, they must know your voice. The sheep follow him for they know his voice. They know his voice. They know his voice. Now, if you are a lighthouse, Bishop is our shepherd, our chief shepherd. We must know his voice. He's our chief shepherd. We must know his voice. That's why he has provided free to download podcasts. Free. Hey. You see the people they won't download. They download, they won't listen. Ha! Then they'll be listening to um Joel Austin. Listening to T D Jakes, Joyce Meyer, order their tapes, order their CDs. And this one that is free. You don't want it. What is wrong with you? There's something wrong with us. But that thing is changing from today. Yeah. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you there still? That's why we encourage pastors to preach every day. That's why when you come to our church, we don't have a system where every Sunday is a new visitor. Or this one preaches two Sundays, then visitors, ah, then he comes to preach once or twice, and so on. Because the sheep must know the shepherd's voice. Yes. They must know his voice. If you are a shepherd, we encourage you to teach during the Basel meeting, during the AOFM, during the cell meeting. We encourage you to teach. Learn how to teach and teach. The sheep must know your voice. When we are coming to church, a church service is a mobilization of the sheep that all the leaders have under them. Yeah. When your voice is not strong in the ears of your, shepherd, your sheep, they will not follow you to the Sunday service. They will not follow you to the weekday service. So you see that the, the shepherd, the chief shepherd is starting to teach. But you have not mobilized anybody, neither one or two or three, to come and listen to him. You see, Independence Square, what was it? It was a victory of our shepherd, Doria Work. Yes. It was a victory of our shepherd, Doria Work. Do you think Bishop himself came to the television? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be preaching at the Independence Square and I want the whole of Accra, Ghana to come and listen to me on the 25th of February, March 2016. No. No. He just gave the order. We are meeting. It's coming on. To the bishops. To the bishops. To the pastors. The pastors to the shepherds. The shepherds to the members. A church service, a successful church service has the same pattern. The pastor gives the order. Services on Sunday. Services on weekday. If he has other pastors under him to those pastors. And from those pastors to their shepherds. And from those shepherds to their sheep. But if the shepherd who is over the five sheep. Hasn't got a strong voice. And they don't know his voice. When he says we are meeting on Sunday. You see that nobody comes from, from that side. If it's one pastor with five shepherds and those shepherds don't have a good, it's like the sheep don't know their voices. How would they come to come, come and listen to the pastor of the church? Because the pastor will say, we are meeting. But you see, you don't need the pastors to come and mobilize the people to go to their homes every day. If you, the pastor, don't work and you have shepherds who don't work, then your work will never be good. Preaching. When you have only shepherds who have titles and like titles and like to dress into the title, shoe into the title, hey. hair into the title, hey. necklaces into the title, hey. and bags into the title, hey. iPad cover into the title. Hey. You are changing iPad cover since you became a shepherd. IPad hey. cover. Colorful ones. Look like Mickey Mouse. Hmm. Nice hair into the into the shepherdorial appointment. Nice cat into the
Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you and love. Hey, 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 stop joking. <laughs> stop joking. We are serious here. Shepherdral work is not about titles. It's work. It's work. Psalm 68, 11, he says, And the Lord gave the word, and great was the company that published it. If you're a pastor and you have a good company of people who publish your word, oh, your sheep will be blessed. But sometimes the shepherd, the shepherd is preaching, he has to go beyond the sheep. The pastor is preaching, he has to go beyond the shepherd because the shepherds don't work well. So you have to go beyond the shepherds and go and, and contact the sheep. So by the time you finish this line of shepherd with his sheep and come to this line, the week is coming. You haven't been able to contact all the others. So it's like because you didn't work, there's no work. But shepherds must rise up. That's why we are calling on you to do what is right. We are calling on all our members to do what is right. If you have stayed in the church for one year, you can be a shepherd. Rise up and be a good one. And if you are a shepherd, Jack, stop this dressing into shepherd. Do you have nice tie for shirt? I mean, wallet. I don't even know men. What do we have again? Briefcase? Oh, no, no, we don't hold briefcase. Case. Uh, if you hold the briefcase now, you look like a clown. The sheep, the sheep must hear your voice, know your voice. It's very good for mobilization. Our weekdays suffer because the shepherds don't do a good work. Some of the shepherds, the only time they contact sheep is like, I tell look, if the time you are contacting your sheep is Sunday to Sunday, you didn't meet us, Saturday you are not calling him that Sunday there will be a service. You are not likely to influence him much. A shepherd must contact his sheep on a daily basis. Call, text, they must know your voice, your voice over WhatsApp, your voice over text, or voice over voice. Yes. They must know your voice in visitation. They must know your voice face to face. Know your voice when you hello. When you say hello, they shouldn't guess who it is. Who is yes? Who is it? Who is it? No. When you say your hello, say oh yeah, shepherd is speaking. Wow. It's good for mobilization. I said Good Friday is a kind of victory for our shepherd Doria work. used to your voice, they will know your voice. Sheep know your voice. Your voice will be the one they will obey in the most critical moments of their lives. Your voice will be the most believable voice amongst the many voices in their lives. John 10, 3 says, and the sheep hear his voice. They hear it. They know it. Last one, number 12. Become a good shepherd by calling your, your own sheep by name. Know their names. You are only 25. Even the pastor should know all the names of all 25 members, their background, where they come from, what work they do, where they work. I mean, they should know it. You should know it. 
And sometimes knowing somebody's name, it takes a lot of effort. And you have to make that effort to be a good shepherd. Many times people's names are forgotten and their problems are used to name, to, to name them. The woman with the issue of blood. The brother who doesn't have a beloved. The sister who is not married at 40. The brother who often wears the red shirt. You have forgotten his name, so you have to use a problem or some other feature around the person to locate him. But Jesus said, the sheep know my voice. I tell my members, call your name 21 times so that I can remember. Don't, 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 don't quiz me as though you are examining me to see whether I'll pass or fail. Bishop, it seems like you are forgetting my name. Don't say such things. Just say your name again. Yes, I am a daddy. I spoke to you the last time when we finished the camp. You remember I was standing downstairs and anyway, I'm still I'm the one at, uh, what do you call it? You, you, you reintroduce yourself till the day you come and say, they call your name without you mentioning. You don't have to look at his face. Then it's like you are waiting for him to call your name. Since he's not calling, it seems like you have forgotten my name. Why are you doing that? <laughs> or you may ask that, who is this? Who is this again? Who is this again? Then the person is waiting. I want you to remember. You must remember my name. It's a mental. Yes, it's a mental. Mention my name. It's nice to remember. You must know names. Sometimes it's difficult. I, I, sometimes it's difficult for me, but I'll, I'll write. When you mention your name to me, no, I just write it. That's it. Because I, I often remember when I write. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, I realize I'm struggling with somebody, the person has mentioned their name so many times. Each time I forget, it's Shelly or Sharon or Cheryl or or Sherry or Sheila. The, the Sheila Sherry It's a mixture. <laughs> but you have to, and so the person must mention. It's like, I've been talking to you, you haven't mentioned my name. Maybe you have forgotten. I won't remind you that you have forgotten. I won't point it out that you have forgotten. I'll just mention my name again. Or, I'll make, that's why the tag is flat with your name. Some of you just make the thing turn, then it, it covers so that when you come, it's like only the blank part is facing us. And yet, you are, it's like you are testing the person to... to, to. Our brains eh, are not for storage. They are for analysis. So if a person doesn't remember your number or doesn't remember your name, it's not an offense. I'm done. No one enjoys being hissed or being referred to by his problem. Excuse me. Nobody's called excuse me in this world. Uh, Where are you? Where are you? Who is called? Where are you here? A good shepherd must know the names of John 10, 3 says, He calleth his own sheep by name. And no one enjoys being referred to by some vague name like the people upstairs. Or the foreigners. Or, or that Cameroonian girl. <laughs> yeah. Or that Caribbean lady. 
It's like some some offhandish that Caribbean lady, like some like Rambo who said he was expendable. A Vietnamese girl asked him, "Why did they send you on such a dangerous mission?" He said, "Oh, because I'm expendable." And, he, and, and the big the was too big for her, expendable, too big. Just that car is big for some of you. But it made your face as if you understand it. And then he said, because I'm expendable, if I come and die here, it won't mean anything to them. And, she's, and he explained the expendable by saying, it is like when you go for a party and you don't show up, nobody asks why you didn't come or nobody takes notice of it. Like they invited you for a party, you didn't show up, and nobody took notice. That means you are expendable. Nobody is expendable in the house of God. Stand to your feet, please. Father, thank you for your blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Be seated. We are taking a break now, and we are coming back.